happens when you mix two opinionated southern women and a microphone. <laughs> I reckon they're a hell of a time. Oh, that's very funny. Damn. Coming from their home studio straight into your ear hole. Looky here. It's time to sling some shade. Southern shade. I see what you did there. With Liv Matthews and Jay Jansen. Welcome back, our Shaber Gay. This is Liv Matthews. And this is Jay Jansen. And Lord knows, another Monday in the sticky, sticky South. Ooh, girl, sticky South. Yeah, because you know our summers are sticky. Like, icky, icky. <laughs> Sound like Snoop Dogg. You know, this weekend, Finn and I went to look at campers. Okay. Shout out goes to Evan at Camping World in Statesville, because if you need one, go see him. He is A+. Found a camper that I think we both like. But anyway. My point to that whole story was is that in and out of these campers that are not hooked up to anything, I had the whole swatty. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like, thank God I had a hat on because it was all in my eyes and everywhere. Oh. Crack sweat. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I was just like, mmm, so salty. <laughs> Sticky. Sticky and salty. I don't know. It reminds me of a margarita. Nothing. Yeah. Well, on this week's episode, we are going to talk about the hot guy or girl at work. Got a little story for you. Oh, Lord. Yes. Not to mention, I finally got some correspondence from my brother. This has got to be juicy if you're telling me that then, so. Yes. So everybody knows that my brother is in prison. Yes. We all probably thought that it was going to be me. Turns <laughs> out I'm the good child. <laughs> and, and what's so funny is you incorporated your brother into your comedy set and you do a little bit on him in prison. I do. And that's part of the little story there. So I haven't talked to him since January. It's been a while. It has. He got moved to like a different prison, all this other stuff. Okay. He finally calls me. He's just like, hey, you know, I'm so sorry I hadn't got to talk to you in a while. You know, thank you for your letters, all this other stuff. Right. Right. So I asked him about his mental health. Like, you know, how, how, how are you hanging in there? Are you okay? Holding up. How are you holding up? Yeah. So he goes into the story about there's a guy that's about four cells down. He like talks smack to him all the time. It's prison. Yeah. You know, I used to be a correctional nurse. So I'm just thinking, eh. Right. But I'm listening. So what happens is he said that every time that this guy's like talking smack, instead of talking smack back to him, he just kind of ignores it. But in his head, he says things. <laughs> So, like, he's telling him off in his head? Yeah. Okay. So, that just means you are all bark, no bite, bro. Yeah. I, I just think that now that it's been several years that he just knows when to pick, you know. So, he's picking his battles. Yeah. For example, he was doing number two, and he thought to himself, Lord, that stank. And he said, and then all of a sudden, this guy was like, well, if it stinks so bad, won't you put some water on it, you nasty? Okay. Well, I mean, that's just one example. It could have been, you know. Whatever. Then he was saying like some ugly stuff to him and, and, and you know, all, all that. He was just like, oh, the best part of you ran down your mother's leg. They're in prison. I'm sure we could say that about a lot of them. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And so then he repeats and then goes on to have some type of commentary. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, if you can hear him, then he can hear you. Are you sure you're not accidentally saying it out loud? Or maybe you're doing it underneath your breath. And he's like, absolutely not. This is all in my head because I'm not 
not trying to start trouble. Tonight, I think he has superpowers? He said he saw the prison psychologist, mm-hmm. and they think that it was just guilt about his charges. And they also think that the fact that he's been secluded for a long time. It's a little cra- That's a polite way of saying you're going crazy. <laughs> well, a little, a little, uh, little something, right? You've been secluded for a while. But he sounds good on the phone. He's alert, and he's, you know, other than this little story, everything's fine. Well, fast forward in the story, because he called me three different times that day, because you can only have so much time on the phone. Right. He calls me again. This is the third phone call, final phone call. We're getting to about the end of the minutes. He was just like, oh, I forgot to tell you. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. What's going on? And he said, I met a man. Oh. And I said, okay. And he was like, and I'm going to tell you, he has showed me the love that I've always wanted. If it wasn't for him, I would not have gotten through this prison sentence. I love him. He loves me. And I'm just, I'm I'm really in a good place and he makes me happy. And then uh, let me just tell you, Liv has a part of her comedy set where she talks about her brother finding love in prison. You know, the ending of it, him and Roy have a wedding date in the summer of 2027, you know, so. Yes. Okay, for reference, here is the excerpt from the comedy show. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Here we go. Chit-chatting with his friends all day, rent free. Yes, he has to dodge a few prison shanks and some sexual advances from the pod boss, but it doesn't really sound that bad. It's like a typical Thursday at work for me. But before he went away to prison, I gave him some nice sisterly advice. Either be the craziest mofo in there or get a big bad boyfriend to defend you. So... Roy is our new brother-in-law to be. It's going to be a June wedding. 2027. Mazel. So, you know, I'm going with it. That's fine. Like, you know, I think everybody needs somebody and I don't care who it is. Right. No judgment. No, not at all. Because I'd made this little joke at the end of the comedy show, I wanted to know what's the name of this guy? Because please, if please let says, it be Roy. Girl, if he would have said Roy, I would have lost it. I would have lost it, too. I'd have been like, nah, look, tell him you have premonitions, too. See, <laughs> yes. I was like, if he is making this guy guy clairvoyant or whatever four cells down <laughs> holy shit the connection i have to my brother yes lord yes he i was pre- like told me about roy yes <laughs> So I said, uh, okay, well, what's his name? And he said, Jesus. And, you know, we're from a small town and, and he's not very educated, but very nice boy, but just not educated. And, and so I was just like, well, you know, is he like Latino or something like that? Like maybe he doesn't know his name is Jesus. Right. He just, that looks like Jesus in the Bible. It's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And he was like, no, crazy. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I mean, that's an odd thing to name your kid. <laughs> <laughs> what? And he's like, oh, you thought I found a boyfriend? Friend? Well, yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I thought, sir. I mean, your lead up to the rest of the story, Paul Harvey, was not, <laughs> it was not on point. I'll tell you, it would kind of lean in veer. It swerved a little bit in the other direction. Yes. And because I had not talked to him since January. And Roy. It, right. And we did the show in May where I wrote the joke and said it. Right. I was like, oh my goodness. So I tell him the whole joke. Uh-huh. And, and I'll be honest. It was like a 50-50 way who's going to get upset about it or not. 
Right. So he starts laughing and he was like, if I'd only known, I would have said Roy. (laughs) I'm so glad he had a good sense of humor about it. He did. He wasn't mad that I was talking about him. He doesn't care. I just thought it was really funny that old boy here is locked up and he's playing jokey jokes on me. Right. Like not even meaning to. (laughs) Right. He pulled the ultimate slam on his sis. He did. I was like, then it made me feel like I was homophobic there for a second. Because he was like, what did you think? Did it not sound? It sounded just like, I mean, I was invested. That's why I was like, please tell me his name's Roy. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you heard about gay for the stay? Um, that is a real thing. It really is a real thing. And I mean, whatevs. Me. You've been in there for a minute. Like, whatever. Like I said, no judgment. I think that everybody should have love. Everybody should have somebody. And everybody if that... Everybody needs somebody sometime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it turns out it was uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The real OG. The real OG. <laughs> the real OG Jesus. Yeah. So good for him for finding religion in prison. Uh, that is wonderful. He's yeah. doing some reading. That is also lovely. Wow. Yeah. There's that. Okay. At my work. This guy. Okay. He is a very handsome man. I would say like a Jason Momoa, uh, you know, maybe like a Brad Pitt, whatever the equivalent of like a handsome man is these days. So he's in the hospital, young or old. Super young. So 12. 12, 12 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Yes. Uh, no. So less than 30. Yes. Definitely less than 30. He is a physical therapist. Okay. Let's get physical. Physical. Sorry. That just came to my head. <laughs> yes. And he is adorable. I don't really see him like that because I don't know. He, he reminds me like he could be my children, but not really. You know? Yeah. You're not that old, dear. <laughs> no, but I don't know. He's just not old enough for me to be like, hmm, you know? How are you doing? Yes. Okay. Okay. So is it McDreamy or McSteamy? I would say both. He's a McDreamy steamy. Steamy dreamy? I don't know. He is a handsome man. Okay. But he's married. Okay. So he's McDreamy. Okay. So McDreamy. Okay. And I told him a couple days ago, I was like, how does it feel to be the topic of everybody's conversation? And he was like, I'm not aware. And I'm like, yeah, like all the girls, every time I see one of them, and if you're on the floor or they'll, they'll say, hey, have you saw that new PT? Mm, mm, mm. He is a handsome man. Ooh, what I, and they would say some unsavory things. Women are the worst. Everybody used to say that men were, but I'm going to tell you what, you sit around women for a minute, like we just say whatever we're thinking. That is the truth. And then some of these women could be like his mom or his grandma, and they'd just be like saying these like, mm, blah, 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 you know, well, all these things. Welcome to Cougar Town. Yes, exactly. Cougar Town. So I'm telling him this. Of course, I'm not telling him who said it. I'm just saying, you know, that you are a topic of conversation. You are the general consensus right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. A couple of the girls that were in this conversation with me, they co-signed. They were like, oh, absolutely. We've heard it too. And he's like, really? I was not aware. And I said, well, how does that make you feel? And he's like, well, I mean, you know, I, I guess, you know, it's all right. He's neither here, here nor there. So he's unfazed. But you know, it pumped up his ego. Just a little pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Bass, bass. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it must not be bad to hear that you are handsome or pretty. I wouldn't know. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, those people that are exceptionally handsome or pretty, they must hear it all the time. Yes, you got, like, the Cadillacs of the Doogie Howser going on right now. That's right. <laughs> Fully loaded. 
teach me how to doogie. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I asked him, I said, well, if you had a choice, would you rather be known for being handsome or would you rather be known for being smart? Because he's both, right? Hmm. And he actually said that he would rather be known for being smart. Says the good looking guy. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, fella. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know any other way. So, I mean, eh. Yeah, but I would think that probably because he is so handsome, maybe people automatically think that he's not as bright. And maybe that is a sore subject. Perhaps, but I'm just saying he's always been the handsome one. So he wouldn't know what it felt like to not be handsome unless he was an ugly duckling and grew into it, you know? Oh, maybe next time I'll ask him for like some school pics. Yeah, like if you always... Girl, come on. You can look at him and be like, look, have you always been hot or did you like grow into your hotness? Right, because I'm here for either one. I will clap for you. And then, you know, it puts in perspective the whole, would you choose to be pretty or would you choose to be smart? Yes. Because if you were an ugly duckling and then you'd still choose to be smart, then obviously that says a lot about who you are. I agree 100%. So when it came to my office to update me on a patient, I was talking to him and having a little conversation. And he was like, you know, I told my wife about what you had said. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, you know, what'd she have to say? Now, honestly, I thought that she was going to be a certain way, have certain feelings about it. Right. Like you tell them bitches, I said to calm down. Right. You my man. Right. But he said that she just laughed and she thought it was funny and fine and all this. So I'm like, look at your wife has like the pillar of mental health. I mean, secure in herself. I mean, honestly, that's how I would feel too. But you're pretty secure in yourself as well. It's always been one of those things that I have always maybe coveted. I wish that I could be as confident as you sometimes. Look, it really comes to office confidence. I mean, trust me, I have my own issues with myself. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I think everybody does. I mean, we all do, but I just don't give them life. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just can't give them life. I mean, seriously, if, if if you're not confident in your relationship and you fear your partner stepping out on you, then you're that's an unnecessary hype to get you into. And I'll tell you why, because they're either going to do it or they're not. That is true. But initially, clearly, I got upset at the hubs for wearing cologne to work. That has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with me. Right. I need to get straight. Well, I mean, I get, you know, you you loving the person that you're with like straight up if I were to come up and some lady were you know inappropriately approaching Finn I don't know that I would handle it in the best manner right but am I worried about people doing that no you have to trust your man and let them say no to those types of things and like I said people are going to do what they're going to do what they're going to do what they're going to do and nothing that you do or say is going to stop that and anytime you're making yourself worry about it yeah if it happens it's going to fucking hurt right but it's going to hurt whether you harped on them about it or not you know, that's not going to change the outcome. So why would I constantly think of that and build that hype up in my mind to sit here and stress over a hypothetical situation that you could potentially be given life to by acting it out? Yeah, well, kudos to her for having great mental health. I have a feeling that she's smoking hot. I'm sure. And she's just all like, eh, you know, like I get it all the time, too. Right. Yeah, Exactly. 
I was like, oh, I mean, you're cute, baby. You're cute. But they hadn't seen me. Right. <laughs> you know what? All those girls that are looking at you going to be looking at me next week. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was just like, wow. I, I was really impressed with her. Yeah. I mean, that is a, definitely a, a grown and mature way to handle things. Like I said, you shouldn't be tripping to see. And also, I will say, if another lady finds your man attractive, that is a compliment to you. Yeah. That was a painful, yeah. I mean, I do agree. You know, I'm always on the fence. There's one part of me that is very logical and I'm like absolutely everything that you're saying is correct this is the advice that I would give to somebody else it's not always the advice you would follow oh no (laughs) Eddie Betty shows up and I got nothing (laughs) that's right I mean Petty Crocker (laughs) Richard Petty um, Petty and the Heartbreakers I don't know It legit in me, I I want to be that secure person. I want to be and I am in certain aspects. But when it comes to my physicality, what I look like, I automatically feel that I am not worthy. Liv is absolutely beautiful. And I get on to her all the time for saying that she's not because she is. I think you have an astigmatism. You're Um, the one with the astigmatism, ma'am. I do. But it's corrected. Barely. (laughs) Barely. (laughs) Helen Keller, barely. That's so right. Oh, my. My goodness. My new glasses, guys, are so thick. I'm going to tell you, if I get out in the sun, I'm going to have to keep darting my eyes or I'm going to set something on fire. Get you a new windshield for your car. You can be like Mr. Magoo. I know. It's like a telescope, man. I saw Mars yesterday. In my glasses. At least I think it was Mars. It could have been a speck of something (laughs) on my glasses. It could have been. (laughs) Cleaned them off this morning. Mars suddenly disappeared, but it was with me for three days. Yeah, it was so sad. (laughs) I had to say goodbye to my little aliens and everything. I know, man. They What the fuck? You had aliens too? Well, I mean, I don't know. How much have you been talking to your brother? (laughs) (laughs) This is clearly genetics. It's rubbing off. It is. Have you been real secluded lately? No, unfortunately, I've had to. uh, I ain't been fucking secluded enough. That's half the damn problem. Probably. But I was talking to one of our listeners, like over social media. She had mentioned that once she goes home from work, she legit talks to no one. She's single? She is single. Okay. So she has a dog. She talks to her dog? Every so often. I asked her all these questions. So I don't know why I was so invested. Oh, what's your dog's name? Tommy. Oh, that sounds like he's a cute boy. It's a she. She. Tommy. She Tommy, yeah. You know, I would have went right with he too. How insensitive of me. Exactly. I should have asked for pronouns. I mean, look at me being 1920s. I know, girl. We need to elevate you. I really just didn't think about it with a dog, but clearly she says that sometimes she talks to Tommy, but for the most part, nobody. And at first, my knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, that's so sad. But then I started thinking, I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) You are awful. I know. But I was just like, oh, my goodness. Do you know how much I got to talk when I get home? Yeah. I was like, oh, put that in the oven for 350 Don't forget to take out the trash. Get your football cleats. We're going in five. Dude, I say more than my daily allotted words with the G-Baby in just a short car ride. Oh, I'm sure. He is like motor mouth Mabel. You know, he was sitting there watching a movie with Finn and I over the weekend. And literally for the whole entire movie, I don't think he took a breath. Oh. I mean, he was just I was it's like he had never spoken to anybody in his whole entire life he had to get it in these next five minutes like you know four years worth of words he had to get them in in the next two hours and it was like the micro machine man what we're possibly like the auctioneer I mean really he was like hey little mama hey little mama lovey whisper in your ear no not that one oh 
Whoopsie. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. Uh, don't I'm give him no ideas. Yeah. You're Sometimes just... he's creepy enough just in his own right. You don't need to give him the whispering rights. Oh, that would be so fun. My son did that to me one night when he was very small. He talks in his sleep all the time. Oh. And so one night we're laying in the bed and I was scrolling on my phone and he slept with me at the time just because he slept with me an unusually long amount of time. Right. He really did. They're only young one time. But he crawled up in my ear and he was like, they're going to know. Oh. They're going to know it's you. You run. And admittedly, I sat there for a minute. You know, he laid his head back down. He never opened up his eyes. And I thought, that's fucking creepy. Oh. And I was like, what in the hell is he dreaming over there, first and foremost? And then, secondly, and then all of a sudden, he pops back up and he said, I said, they're going to know. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, chill out, Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) With a nice candy. No shit. Oh, my goodness. So I had kind of a similar experience. My son was about two years old. He had came to take a nap with me. Mm-hmm. We're laying down because, you know, I work night shift. He's laying down. I'm taking a little nap. It's like probably the only sleep I'm going to get for the day. Right. He's laying there. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe an hour went by or something like that. And I hear, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. So I was like, you know, because I'm half asleep. I really want to be sleeping a lot more because I'm needing eight hours, but I'm really only going to get like one or two. Right. And I'd been working, you know, 12 hour shifts. So I was pretty tired. You were about to be one of the bodies that were in the floor. Yes. I was like, what in the world? I hear his little voice because he's like, let the bodies in the floor. Let the bodies in the floor. That's creepy as fuck right there. Is it I, not? I hope our listeners don't. We're going to have to like blurt this out and be like, the next scene could be, you know, you may find this disturbing. Yes. My eyes popped open right quick and I turned my head to him. And there he is just sitting up in bed singing, let the bodies hit the floor, which was odd to me because I listened to R&B, but he had taken a couple trips with his daddy who yeah. likes that type of music. And I didn't put two and two together. But yes, that's exactly what I woke up to. Scared the bejesus out of me. And then as soon as daddy got home, I was like, what the hell? Tell you something about the bodies hitting floor and only body's gonna be hitting the floor around here is if this creepy little bastard wakes me up one more time singing in a sing-song little child's voice let the bodies hit the floor yours is going to be the first one yeah dude's just like honey did you have a bad day no but i'm gonna make sure you get woke up for the rest of your life to let the bodies hit the floor let the bodies hit the floor yes i was just like oh my goodness i thought it was like a little satan or something i didn't know what was going on i thought the g-baby had got here right <laughs> But G baby is a little G? baby Beelzebub. <laughs> I like kids. They they do the darndest things. They really do. They do. They do some of the creepiest creepiest shit. Yeah, and not to mention the time I used to tell him that the stove was hot, hot, hot. Anytime something was hot, I would say hot, hot, hot. I get woke up from another nap. He's supposed to be napping. Like I said, when you work night shifts, it is what yeah, it you're is. You're dying when you finally get to lay down. Yeah, especially if you're watching a child too. Yeah, and you don't. It's not like you can go home and go to sleep. Like a normal people, you don't have a babysitter, maybe can't afford it or whatever. And so you have to watch the kids. And the only time that you do get a nap is 
when it's nap time. Right. Well, he had gotten up, had went into the kitchen, threw in a pack of ramen noodles into the microwave, somehow got his little fingers up there just to push start. Now, it's not like the pack was open. It didn't have no water. It wasn't in a bowl. It was just the actual pack of ramen noodles, which has aluminum full pack in it. Yes. In which it caught a fire. I guarantee it did. And the whole house is like covered in smoke. He comes to me and I feel him like touch my arm and he says, mommy, it's hot, hot, hot. And in which I immediately opened my eyes and I'm like, you know, it's so smoky in the place. We're crawling on the floor to get him outside. I go outside to put him on the swing. I go back in, crawling on the floor, get to the kitchen, grab the microwave, jerked it out, which is not recommended, jerked it out of the electrical socket and chucked it out the back door because it was still on fire. Good Lord. Yeah. So what do you do with this? Fire marshal bill. Damn. You didn't get burned? I did not. Huh. Uh, Lucky. However, my house is full of smoke. The whole house. How do you get smoke out of the house? You know, I've heard like a a bowl of vinegar, but not this amount of smoke. Man, I mean, like it's black smoke. So I called the fire department, non-emergent line, because I didn't want everybody showing up and know that I was a dumbass (laughs) or that maybe I wasn't watching my kid appropriately. I was just doing the best I could. I asked them, I was like, you know, do you guys got like those big fans? Well, yes, ma'am, we do have those big fans and we're more than happy to bring them out and, you know, just really blow out all the smoke. And he said, but uh, I mean, they're industrial. Okay. He says, so anything that you got on on the walls you're gonna have to take down anything that's like essentially not nailed down you need you know really like put them down on the floor and all this other stuff so i started thinking i'm like oh my goodness that's a lot <laughs> how am i gonna get in there with all the black smoke to do that yes i put out a little call to some family and friends and everybody brought their little box fan over and we had every door open in the place and it was kind of almost like fallish so it was kind of a little cold so you invoked the phone tree and had a whole practical magic moment where everybody brought their fan and not a broom. Correct. Cool. Even though the whole house smelled like an ashtray, we eventually did get all the smoke out. Yeah, it, it was a whole lot. So from then on, he had like a little table. I would put a banana open just a tad bit, you know, for his little fingers, some honey nut Cheerios in a little bowl, and then a milk in like a little sippy cup that I would put on there just in case he would wake up early from the nap and get down and I not hear it because I was so tired. Yeah. And then with snacks. I did. I did. I used to do that uh, yeah. with uh, with my oldest daughter, too. I'd bait her with snacks because she would never wake me up, never. And they're so quiet. God bless, aren't they? Yeah. Weighing all the 12 pounds, you know? Right. Any bitty little things. You don't even feel the bed the, move. Little stealthy ninjas. But I guarantee you, you put them in the bed with you to sleep and they will kick you 72 times in the throat before you can be like, the fuck? <laughs> right. It's like starfish, you know, <laughs> every ninja move they've ever, you know, crane. <laughs> You're just like, they what? They teed off the top rope. You didn't even realize you had a top rope. Absolutely. You do not realize how hard a little elbow or like a, a little knuckle is until you've had it like right in the eye socket. Yeah. They they can throw bows like grown ass men. And I honestly thought that maybe they were doing that just as a little silent F you for me making him take a nap. Probably. At one o'clock in the evening every yeah. day. The bodies in the floor. That's right. When I say bodies, it's yours. Yeah, bitch. Ha, ha, ha. 
don't say bitch, mom's going to beat your ass. That's right. Absolutely. Overall, we love these sweet little babies. Love them babies. That's right. Bless them. When you love your babies, you should also, you know, get a pass on the days you want to choke them out. I think so. I I think you should get a pass because you didn't choke them out. Right. Somebody needs to hand me a gold star on probably four out of seven days. (laughs) Almost every day. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, let's roll this train into the station. There we go. Yeah, it's a soul train. Yes. Well, guys, don't forget to like, share us with your family and friends. Somebody who ain't your friend. That's cool, too. That is definitely cool. We write back. So please email us at southernshadepodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget that we do have a website. It is southernshadewithlivinj.com. Y'all come back now. You hear? You've been listening to the Southern Shade Podcast with Liv and Jay. Oh, bless their heart. You're not mashing the right button. 